everybody, it's Ben Reiser. Uh, one of the things I do here at University of Wisconsin-Madison is I'm the head of the programming committee for the Wisconsin's own section of the 2022 Wisconsin Film Festival. And it's wearing that hat that I have the honor and privilege of talking to Nick Libby and Zach Tomasovic. How's that? So close. It's better Tomasovic. than Tomasovic. It's better than uh, Tomasovic. Oh, Thomas. So, okay. I hit the, yeah, I hit, yeah, the, Thomas I hit, but I hit it's, the wrong it's, it's, syllables. It was pretty close. I have to say you nailed Libby, by the way. Yeah. It sounded yeah, like you've been saying it your whole life. <laughs> well, well, these fine gentlemen are two out of three of the filmmakers behind, uh, one of the more interesting shorts. Uh, although I guess we should call it a medium. I don't know. We don't have that phrase in our festival, but, the but Sawyer County runs about a half an hour. Is that right? Yeah, I think it came 25, 25. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I, uh, the first, the first thing I ever did with the Wisconsin film festival was at a, was as a filmmaker and I submitted a 40 minute film and, um, there aren't even a lot of festivals that'll take a film that that that's that length. Maybe they do now in the age of it feels like 30 is like the, you got to keep it under 30 or you're limiting yourself. Kind of 30 is the new 20 is what I was told. Yeah. <laughs> Zach yeah. just turned 30. I just <laughs> I just turned 30. So no, but well, I'm, I'm, I, I, I like 30 is 30. I, I don't, I don't, I hope 30 is not the new 20. Uh, what's that uh, ESPN series? 30 for 30. 30 for 30. Yeah. 30 for 30. Okay. Yeah. This could be an episode uh, of 30 for 30. And they've made way more than 30 of those at this point. So they're just <laughs> kidding themselves. Yeah. There's like 90, I think now. Yeah. Um, so, um, Sawyer County, it's interesting to me, we've been getting films that, um, structurally or thematically are in this same vein since at least 2016. seems like everybody wants, everybody in Wisconsin who's making a, a, a film and wants to look at politics, uh, has been trying to sort of dive into, um, the heart of some rural county and find people on both sides of, I guess, the aisle, the issues, uh, the political spectrum, figure out what's going on around here in this, uh, in this bellwether state. And I guess Sawyer County is a bellwether county. Um, and I'll just say right off the bat that this is the first one in, I guess, five years, at least that I was like, Oh, yeah. Okay. They did it. They actually, they actually <laughs> did this thing, which sounds like it might not be the hardest thing to do, but seems like it is in, in practice. Um, as far as being able to find people on both sides of the political spectrum who are willing to, uh, talk on camera and also, uh, we'll get more into this later, but sort of for the filmmakers to sort of as much as possible, sort of keep a neutral, uh, perspective, um, you know, at least theoretically, <laughs> at least as far as if somebody's watching and not really thinking about, well, what do the filmmakers think about this stuff? Like that, this is not, this film doesn't particularly have your points of view that are explicit at least in, in, in the content, but how did this project come to be? Uh, well, I'll jump in. I, I, uh, 
Yeah, I grew up in a small town in uh, Pennsylvania, uh, this town called Butler, which is like, you know, uh, not so far from Pittsburgh, just north of Pittsburgh. And, um, you know, I've lived, I, I haven't lived there for over 10 years. And I'm, you know, uh, I've lived in New York for six. And um, I, you know, I've always wanted to, you know, do a dock in a small town. And initially I was thinking my small town, but then, you know, you can't really be an impartial observer if it's your own town. Mm-hmm. And so I had this idea of maybe going to a bellwether county like Erie County. That was kind of a hot county in Pennsylvania. You know, Pennsylvania is a swing state. And I called up uh, Nick, uh, Chris and I uh, met working on an HBO documentary in the beginning of 2020. And we went through, we, it was a, it was a very exciting shoot in, uh, we were on the ground for, for, uh, for quite a few weeks and then the pandemic hit and we all kind of, you know, bonded over this kind of, you know, what felt like an in the trenches moment. And so I knew I wanted to work with Chris and Nick again. And so I gave him a ring and I said, well, what do you think about maybe getting out of New York, getting out of our echo chamber here? and, and going somewhere in the middle of the country. And, and I pitched them maybe doing a Rust Belt tour, um, kind of starting near where I grew up in Erie County and, and just kind of weaving our way through the Midwest, the upper Midwest. And so, uh, Nick and Chris said, sure, let's do it. And then I think Nick, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think f- five or six days later, we were driving from, uh, Brooklyn to, uh, Northern Wisconsin. Um, And yeah, that, and then the rest was, uh, very much, uh, just an experience in producing on the fly. And, uh, the three of us, uh, we had absolutely no one when we arrived. And then each day was just kind of a, (laughs) a little bit of a, uh, sweat inducing experience because we, each day we, we had to find someone new and I don't know, Nick, if you want to speak more to your side of it, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think just to kind of fill out that question too, we ended up picking, we, we ended up deciding and thinking about, okay, so it was like two and a half weeks before the election. So it's, you know, mid October and we're like, okay, we have some time. Let's just clear our schedules. We're going to do these interviews through the Midwest. And then we decided that's not enough time to really dig in anywhere. It just felt like we would end up creating, you know, and, and especially in that time, there's so many, leading up to an election, you, you see these like surveys that the New York times and, uh, you know, every news CNN or whatever, like they do these road trip things and it always feels like it's just surface level and they don't get to actually dig in anywhere. So we were like, let's just focus on one place. And we kind of got it down to a short list. And we thought Sawyer County seemed like a really interesting place with this history of being a bellwether County. Um, Chris and I are from, we're brothers and we're from Minnesota, but we spent a lot of time in Wisconsin growing up. So we kind of knew that area of Wisconsin. Well, it's just beautiful. Um, so, you know, cinematic, we knew that would be a perfect fit. And so we kind of pulled the trigger and then we found ourselves in Sawyer County with zero interviews scheduled, like (laughs) October 15th. So that was kind of the setup. That's a, that's a really gutsy way to jump into this project well, to, to not have a single interview lined up before you arrive on location. Yeah. I would say it wasn't necessarily gutsy by choice, but by uh, uh, circumstance, it was like, we want to do this. We wanted, we had, we decided we, we had all this energy 
that everyone had, I think, going into that election, every election, but 2020 felt in my life, the, at least in my, where I'm at personally and just the political scene, the, you know, the most, I've had the, just so much energy. I'd had nowhere to put it. You know, I wasn't concerned about where, or didn't think I had any impact within Brooklyn about how people were going to vote there. So it was like, we, we just have to go do something. And it felt like this is maybe the best, best, uh, outlet for that energy. So. Uh, just to, just to backtrack for one second, what was the HBO documentary that the three of you were working on? Yeah. So we, we were kind of the California, um, unit for this, uh, documentary called, uh, well, the working title was ranked. Um, and that will be coming out in on HBO sometime this year. I think, I don't know if they have a, a official, um, official date yet, but yeah, the three of us, we had never met. And then we were all of a sudden spending, uh, you know, 16 to 18 hours a day with each other. And, uh, I think we got along pretty well. And, uh, <laughs> we just, we were probably out there for probably a total of maybe three or to four weeks. And so we got to know each other very quickly, very well. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a blast, honestly, to, to film, uh, and, uh, we knew we wanted to work on something else. And so this seemed like the best, the best thing to do. Yeah. Um, so as I said before, like your film to me is much more successful than a bunch of other ones that I've seen, um, at being able to find people willing to express their political views, uh, in today's climate, uh, on camera, um, you know, and for public consumption, I'm curious as to what your strategy was, uh, when approaching these people that you don't know and how you were able to, what, what do you think the key was to be able to convince them that it was okay for them to talk to you and that you didn't have an agenda that wouldn't end up, uh, uh, making them look bad, I guess. Uh, good question. That, and, and I appreciate the compliment you keep throwing at us. I appreciate, um, I, it, the, <laughs> Anyway, I appreciate it. The, in terms of strategy, I, I think I, I know that my brother and I, and I, I, I know I have my political beliefs, but one of the most frustrating things for me is just like how toxic every conversation about politics is. Um, and it just, it just feels so deeply unproductive almost every time politics is brought up anywhere. And so I think for, us, this project was an opportunity to just like have, you know, actual, you know, empathetic conversations with people. And I think, um, you know, in, in the pitch, you know, when we would meet people, we kind of would search them out, whether we go to kind of the, we introduce ourselves to people at like the Republican office in Sawyer County, or just talking to people at the bar, uh, trying to identify people to talk to. It was just, just try to make it very clear that we are just trying to understand how this County feels and, you know, we're going to meet them where they are kind of, I, I don't really think we even had too much of like a strategy about how we convince them to trust us so much as just like make it clear. We have no hidden agenda and 
it's like we just want to understand where they're coming from and that these aren't gonna this isn't like these aren't gotcha interviews and i think what honestly really opened the door for us is we got lucky meeting the people we did at the beginning and then it was it was truly word of mouth from there so we met the we just went into the republican like off it's a tiny little office in sawyer county um in hayward and we met this man jim miller who was one of the subjects and uh and he was great. And we talked to him for like 30 minutes, somehow convinced him. And then after that, it, everyone we spoke to was kind of like a reference from him. And then, uh, and frankly that, you know, as we kind of expected would be, be harder to kind of win over coming from Brooklyn. There were documentary filmmakers from Brooklyn and, and this is the middle of the pandemic at the height of the Wisconsin hotspot, or I can't remember what we call it when it's a, of, oh, know, yeah, the spike, the spike <laughs> in Wisconsin. So we're wearing masks the whole time, which also made it very tricky because you're a very, you know, the mask is kind of an immediate giveaway um, for some people about where you're coming from. And yeah, we, but once we, we had got a lot in, of it was smooth sailing kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, we had a little bit of, um, I, w I wouldn't say we had a ton of difficulty winning, you know, people's um, trust, but we definitely gave away our, <laughs> to some people, we gave away our, our kind of political beliefs by just wearing masks at all. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of a, you know, it was a little bit of a tricky thing to navigate. Um, you know, because some people didn't want to wear masks and some people asked us to take our masks off. And, um, you know, it, it was just from, but from the start, I think, you know, we wanted to make it clear that we weren't going to, like Nick said, we weren't going to do any gotcha questions and we were going to try to represent people accurately as, as best we could. And, um, you know, I think, uh, the first, uh, the first guy we met, Jim, he said that he was approached by CNN and approached by several other news outlets and he turned down all the interviews, but then he was, you know, he was, we, we felt quite privileged that he gave us an interview. Is um, he the guy at the start of the film that you're in the car with? And then you look at yeah. the sign with, okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he was kind of, he was kind of the lead, um, on the Sawyer County Republican office. Yeah. And, He's got a mask, but it's sort of a loose hanging mask. <laughs> there's plenty was, of, yeah. there's plenty of space between the face and the mask. It was a symbolic, yeah. yeah. A symbolic, yeah. uh, gesture. He, he had not, and it would, I mean, whatever. And it's a Trump mask. It's a, you know, it's a Trump 2020 yeah. mask. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, what were you going to say, but, Nick? I'm sorry. Oh, just that, uh, that, I mean, I, one thing that I love so much, and I think this is why I was really happy to shoot in Wisconsin. And I, and I think we kind of pushed to shoot in Wisconsin. It's just, and I'm, you know, being from Minnesota, I feel like that culture is so, I associate the two so closely that people just are so kind. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, if I feel like people across the board, you know, when they could see that we had good intentions, um, you know, a lot of the, most of the people we were around, they would, you know, even if they hadn't been wearing masks, they would put them on because they just almost as a kind gesture, uh, or, you know, there's all sorts of things that are inconvenient in the process of documentary filmmaking, uh, and like intrude intrusiveness that can kind of get in the way. But, uh, I think shooting in that area, uh, made everything a lot easier because people are just so great to work with. And I think if they see you're coming from a good place, they, um, they'll give you a lot. And, you know, in the, in the context of documentary, they, you know, really open with us and super, um, 
flexible. When you show up two weeks before, we don't have a lot of time to reschedule or whatever. And people were so generous with their time and their, um, yeah. So it was just, we got really lucky just shooting Wisconsin. Yeah. I wanted to talk about shooting during COVID and, and during mask, you know, the, the era of wearing masks, uh, or not wearing masks and what that means to your film. It, it seems to me that the, f- and again, this is just me, my impressions of your film, that the fact that, you know, there was social distancing, um, with some of the subjects and masks with some of the subjects, uh, turns the film's imagery into maybe more poetic than, than it might've been, uh, otherwise you've got those, you know, you've got a few interviews, one where guys in his car across the street from you. Um, and then the other one where you're actually like sort of outside of uh, a couple's house shooting in through their glass doors or windows. Um, and, and especially that interview is sort of, you know, I can't imagine that you would ever choose to shoot an interview that way in quote unquote normal times. Uh, but to me, it sort of adds a sort of layer of sort of cinematic visual interest. And I wonder if, 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 if you thought in some ways it was a blessing as far as the visual components of the film. Oh, uh, definitely. I mean, uh, we've had a lot of people approach us after watching the film and they said that this, their favorite scene, um, was the, the scene with the, um, uh, the two, uh, older people, uh, Lynn and Deb, uh, when they're sitting in their rock, their, their, uh, their chairs inside. Um, and there's a pane of glass between us and them the entire time. And we never actually were in the same room with them. Uh, we shot it from outside and we, we coached them for about an hour before on how to light the room and they did a great job. (laughs) (laughs) So we chatted through, uh, Nick, Nick kind of found a, an ingenious way to do it through just like a, a conference call and we recorded the audio separately and, um, yeah, they lit their own space and I think they lit it really well. So, um, and then the, the other, uh, gentleman, uh, Albert, we chatted through him through his car. He never, he never got within, I, I don't think it was more than 20 feet of us. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it, it's, it was just a nice moment. It was a moment in time that kind of the, the form, you know, ended up, you know, just the complications of COVID ended up producing something that was kind of unique that I really hadn't seen that much of before, you know, I have never seen an interview done from exterior to interior. So, right. Um, that was, that was probably my favorite interview. Truthfully. I, I totally agree. And I, I will say, I mean, it's necessity is the mother of invention they say, and I, we definitely did not plan to shoot, uh, yeah. From ex- outside to inside shooting, interviewing someone. I did the sound for this doc. So like the idea of relying on Google voice recording for the soul, <laughs> you know, uh, we would do that in my backup recording was I would hold my boom to the speaker phone as if that was quality way of recording audio on set. But, um, but what it did, I mean, beyond just being interesting, I think we were also just thrilled with what came out of it was you have this visual representation of this bubble that especially, you know, the at-risk populations, you know, especially older people, um, all over the world were, you know, and still are 
experiencing in this pandemic. And I think it, it, you know, I think Lynn and Debbie really see it because, you know, they're stuck inside and that's where they spent their pandemic. That it was just, you know, it's months and months and months of sitting inside. They can't go anywhere. And, and it's too easy to forget about them because they're just sitting in their little fortress, uh, fortress, that's a bad metaphor, but like, to, <laughs> uh, meanwhile, you have other subjects that, you know, we right up against them are, is a younger person who is, uh, choosing to go and celebrate Halloween on a party bus, uh, tour right. of different bars in the area. And, right. and, um, what it, I think it really draws a visual, you know, eye to, to the, you know, what a lot of people were going through is mm-hmm. that, that, that isolation. So, uh, yeah, it's certainly, it's my, definitely one of my favorite interviews. And I think that element was, you know, not intended, but it's like one of those amazing gifts that comes about from shooting on the fly. We, we at a certain point at the very beginning, we were, um, we were trying to meet people uh, to, to, to interview. And so we were, you know, going to different places around Sawyer County and, and different, you know, where do you meet people? And we went to different taverns and bars. And, uh, I think we were, we, there was a certain point where we were trying to decide how we were going to, to film it in a responsible way. And, um, yeah, I think we just decided that we would always be in masks and then everybody else could kind of decide. Um, what was right for them. Um, yeah, I, I will say, cause I just, I, I love the question. I think it's super interesting. <laughs> um, Zach and I are both like deers caught in the headlines. Well, what yeah. did we do? <laughs> the, no, but I will say I've just, I just crunched the numbers and the, every single person in the documentary, except for lady Liberty, you see their full face for most of the interview The you know, or well, Jim, you see most of his face because the mask was pretty loose, but, yeah. and the way, but right. what we did was ended up being was almost all the mask wearers. Most of the Democrats we interviewed were wearing masks when we spoke to them about the doc, but then when we'd interview them, we'd just do it outside. Right. So that was mm-hmm. the big, I think that's kind of how we avoided that problem, whether right. uh, intentionally or not. I think if we, if we had shot indoors, we probably would have run against that, but you know, it was more like we'd set up the interviews and they'd be like, wait, great. Where should we do it outside? Yeah. And then, it, then we would do it without a mask. Yeah. So the biggest issue was just staying warm. <laughs> Maybe the interview with the guy in the car across the street and the outdoor into indoors where you don't, you're not in the same space as some of the people who are more conscientious about keeping social distancing and uh, you're right it's not so much the mass thing but maybe just the the circumstances yeah. of the interview yeah well i think the interesting thing about doc i mean is that especially you know would there's probably certain things that would have benefited from a little bit more lead time probably a <laughs> lot of things but frankly some of the just the run and gun format that we had is that you, what you end up doing is you capture what it actually feels like, you know, or like what's really going on on the ground. So I think the fact that, yeah, you know, did we capture a more distant and therefore less, you know, intimate, uh, you know, uh, portrait of Lynn and Deb in their house. Cause we couldn't get up close maybe, but frankly, you know, that's the perspective most of us had on old people during the pandemic. So I think in a way, I get, even when I think back on, I wouldn't be, I think it's okay because it's what we were trying to do was capture what's happening in, you know, a bellwether County 
in the lead up to the 2020 election. And so I think, you know, that's one of those things where even if you don't catch everything of everyone, you're not even, you're not trying to get everyone's truest self. You're trying to get the full, you know, just what is the world seeing? I think so. Even if we didn't get a post, it's okay. But, but yeah, I mean, that was definitely probably the biggest challenge was, you know, just feeling like we're getting everything we need despite masks, despite the winter, despite COVID, all of COVID precautions. And, um, but somehow we got it done. I want to talk about, about the filmmaker's point of view in, in this film and what your thoughts about that are and this sort of neutrality, uh, of the way you presenting things. Uh, there was f a lot of frustration on one of the programming committee members from one of the programming committee members who was angry with the film, uh, that there didn't seem to be, uh, follow-up questions to some of the more, what they thought of as outrageous statements being made by some of the people on the right. There's a guy who talks about, goes back to the Bible and talks about King David. Um, and, and also sort of a frustration with what they thought of as people in the film that I guess we could categorize as people on the left who's, who they thought talked a lot about the need to find common ground and meeting in the middle and finding commonality. And, you know, this person just thinks like, that's not the answer these days. <laughs> there is no common ground. And, you know, where are the follow-up questions? And I think it's great to be able to get people on camera sort of talking, saying the things that they feel, if those things are crazy or, or intelligent or a combination of the two. Um, but what were... Uh, what were you thinking? What, and I know you were saying you didn't, you were conscious about making sure you weren't doing gotcha interviews, but what were the questions? Cause we don't hear your voices at all in this film. And so what were the questions that, that elicited those answers and, and were you asking follow-up questions and then just didn't use them in the, in the finished film? Uh, yeah. I mean, in each interview, you know, I think in the film, each interview is kind of boiled down to about a minute and a half, but you know, they were, the interviews lasted hours sometimes, you know, they were, they ranged from one to two hours. And so there were lots of, you know, lots of kind of follow-up questions and, you know, we at very, you know, I, I, you mentioned, um, one of the subjects mentioned, you know, sort of, uh, biblical beliefs and, um, you know, we, I, we, we definitely asked follow-up questions, but I think in the edit, we wanted to, give everyone regardless of political affiliation um it, you know basically a fair shake you know what would how would they want to be you know how would they want to present their best self basically in a minute and a half and i think that was kind of you know because so many like nick mentioned so many of these news crews they touch down in a place for you know maybe an afternoon and they have an agenda and they need to get their snippet very quickly and i think we we really wanted to be conscious of giving everyone a fair shake, despite, you know, we, we disagreed with people, um, but we didn't want our disagreement to maybe, you know, almost kind of like Heisenberg's uncertainty principle, like by the very act of you engaging too much, you, you actually change the nature of something. Mm -hmm. And I, as, you know, I think Nick and I, and, and Chris, we all wanted to make sure that whatever these people's beliefs were, that we gave them a fair shake. And we kind of, um, 
you know, we kind of found the spirit of what they were trying to say and we condensed it in a, you know, kind of a, a responsible way in, in a minute and a half. And so there's lots of stuff that we push back on in interviews and, you know, on, on both sides, you know, people would say things that we, you know, we thought, um, you know, deserve some pushback, but I think, uh, when it comes down to it, you, you know, most people do the, the kind of controversial thing and they, they want to focus on maybe where the contention is. And I think we wanted to make an effort to try to find empathy in no matter who was talking. Yeah, I, I think, I think that what's missing a lot is just uh, like getting jumping to the argument so quickly in whether it's in the news or other documentaries or whatever is that we like just the idea of like jumping to the argument so fast, you actually don't understand what people think. And I think, uh, I, my goal, our goal with this documentary was just to answer the question, what do people in Sawyer County think right now? Uh, I did, you know, frankly, a lot of the interviews divulge, di you know, became, not argument, not arguments. I think we have, we had constructive conversations with everyone we talked to, but, um, there was a lot of time spent that pretty much just all got thrown out because we got, we found ourselves getting caught up in these like, Oh yeah, but then, but you know, but you're not like, but there's this. And, but it wasn't even the, our goal really ever. I think it was, we just want to understand a community. Um, and so I think if, if when we did the best questions we asked, we were just follow-ups to understand why they felt that way and not like proving someone wrong. Cause frankly, there's a lot of, there's a lot of places on the internet you can go and hear counter arguments, but that wasn't our goal really. So in the editing, do you think that you were trying to strike a balance maybe between uh, finding sections where, where you thought, thought people are sort of stating their beliefs as coherently as they're able to and also but you know at the same time trying to find maybe the more interesting things that they said that you know would be entertaining to an audience or informative or you know uh be most to the point of what the documentary is which is you know i think people's political viewpoints leading up to the 2020 election i i think in edit a lot of time was spent you know, we basically, the way we went about it was we, we just made a short three to five minute video for every person that we interviewed. And we interviewed probably four people that didn't make it into the video, um, or in the film, the, but it, we, you know, over the course of the months of editing, we would just, we'd finish Lynn and Deb and then we'd go on to, and anyway, finally we had, you know, 16, I don't know what the number is, 20 shorts. And that was just, who is this person? And then the big, the hardest part was then getting, finding how to weave those together in a way. So it just doesn't feel like, Oh, now a new one. Oh, now a new one. So it was, you know, finding those connections between them and trying to kind of then weave that into a larger arc that feels like we're going somewhere. So I think that was first, it was kind of, what is it that we think they truly believe and how do we say that really quickly? And then, and then, you know, how do we connect these all together? And so that's kind of how we, we'd find ourselves cutting entire sections of someone's point because it's like, oh, well, this doesn't really feel like it fits with anyone else's argument, mm -hmm. um, you know, or this one really fits well in trying, you know. So I think that was kind of the process 
and how we kind of identified what to keep and what to lose. Yeah. Yeah. And, and on that note, I mean, each conversation we had was kind of in a vacuum. None of the subjects met each other. Um, they were, we spent an afternoon with each, uh, with each subject and that was it. You know, we said hello. And then three hours later we said, thanks for the interview. And we didn't see them after that. So, and it was a product of COVID, but also a product of just shooting on the fly. And, you know, we wanted to talk to as many people in the span of two weeks. So, you know, very much trying to figure out, okay, how are they going to talk to each other without ever being in the same room? And that was, you know, I, I hope that we kind of somewhat succeeded on, in that. I mean, we tried to, we tried to pair kind of, you know, left, right, you know, uh, older perspective, younger perspective. We tried to find those kind of natural pairings, um, in, in the final kind of cut. Yeah. Do you, uh, I think you said that maybe your favorite, or at least one of you said that your you think your favorite interview was the one where you did that you did from outside with the older couple. Um, I think that, uh, I think there was a sense on the committee that uh, we'd all be into a movie that was entirely about that husband and wife couple who were in the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> um, they were lovely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fascinating dynamic in that marriage. He, um, he was the, that guy, sorry to jump on you. The, no. Uh, the husband, um, I, I don't, I don't know if there's a mayor of cable, I'm getting it wrong, but he was like elected to, he has an amazing story. He's, uh, he was like elected to the, uh, uh leadership position within the town of cable, Wisconsin, like, you know, some leadership position that he didn't run for. He got written in because people just like adore him. And I adore him. He's, a, uh, that's just like a natural kind I don't know, leader within the community. But anyway, I totally agree. I think those two are amazing together. So what are you guys working on now? What's next? That's a great question. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, so, well, uh, Nick, Chris and I, we actually shot, um, uh, a to be announced project in, uh, Italy last summer, which was, uh, wow. It was, was quite a fun time. Um, and, uh, we, we, we followed a, a, a guy who makes this Italian liquor called Amaro in the Alps. And, and that was a blast. And then, uh, I, I'm, you know, as in like, I'm sure the cases with Nick, you know, you, you, you have collaborators and you have your plates spinning and, uh, I've got a lot of, I think we both have a lot of plates spinning right now. And it's just trying to figure out what the, you know, for me, at least, you know, it's it plates at, at different various stages of development and production. So, um, very excited about the HBO film that we both worked on, um, that, that should be coming out this summer. And, you know, that that's about COVID and education and what it's like to be kind of in high school. And, and when COVID hit, it became what's, what's it like to be in high school, um, during COVID and that's being directed by Annie Sundberg and Ricky Stern. Um, so, so very excited for that to come out and, and, uh, they, they've done fantastic work on that. Um, so yeah, uh, Nick, <laughs> pretty much the same thing. Uh, Chris and I, uh, I'm, I always work with my brother, Chris, um, who was a co-creator on this and DP and everything. Um, yeah, basically it's a mixture of a couple different projects in development, uh, as we're working on a series with a, a friend of ours who does kind of comedic journalism. And then, uh, you know, a documentary we are interested in working on, uh, 
like a longer form doc we're developing and then, you know, commercial work to pay the bills. <laughs> so I don't have anything that's far enough along. that's really interesting enough to bring up, unfortunately, but we're really thrilled about, uh, kind of getting a, a place to show Sawyer. I think we, we almost created this film for ourselves. And then all of a sudden we had a documentary and then, uh, almost forgot that you get to show it to people. So it's so exciting that this is happening. Um, and amazing to show it in Wisconsin, because obviously this is to us, the most important audience would be, you know, the local audience to see if we really actually did it justice. So, um, unfortunately we aren't able to make it for com conflicting schedules, but, uh, it, uh, that's really the most exciting thing for us right now is just having it shown at the Wisconsin film festival. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for sharing it with us. We're thrilled to have it on the, on the program this year. And, and please think of us in the future, whether your future projects are Wisconsin related or not, you, you guys are now alums of the festival. So we'll look at anything you, you have for us. Great. That's great. Well, thank you yeah, so thank, much. Thanks for having us. And, uh, I'm my first time in Wisconsin was filming this, uh, this documentary and I, I've become kind of an evangelist for Wisconsin. I know Nick knows that at any time I can bring it up in a group of friends, I do. I think yes. it's just such a fantastic place and such a beautiful state. Yeah. Well, uh, such kind people. And it was, it was such a blast and I, I can't wait to come back. Uh, and and it, I hope you got to experience fried cheese curds. And if not, you need to next time you're here. Almost yeah, nightly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I gained about 15 pounds <laughs> in with like two weeks. Yeah. Welcome to my world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>